Welcome to the Mike Ricksecker Audio Journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome, everybody, to another Mike Ricksecker audio journey. If you haven't yet, please go ahead and follow us or subscribe to us on whichever podcast platform you're currently listening to us on. And also, please go ahead and subscribe to us on the Haunted Road Media channel at youtube.com slash Media. All right, today we're going to be talking about, you've probably seen on our social media, we've done a lot of posts here lately of the 217 Terror Haunted House, which is just up here in Root House, Illinois. It is a commercial haunted house, but it is also very haunted. The uh, the house is over 100 years old. The foundation itself dates back into the 1700s. The house was moved on top of the foundation some years ago. Uh, the Nice little ironic twist about it is that Shauna's father actually lived in that house when he was very young, when he was about three years old. He doesn't really remember a whole lot about it, but he did live there for a short period of time. So this was kind of discovered by the two of them a few years ago. They did a little daytime tour of the house, and then Shauna and I started investigating there. Uh, Adam and Tina Cathers have been extremely open to us, and we've been able to capture some really interesting uh, paranormal activity there at the house. Now, there are some legal issues going on with this place. They've been open for 15 years now. They've been going quite a while uh, that have pushed them outside. And so, you know, basically we support our our haunter brethren. You know, while not every commercial haunted house is actually haunted, this one is. And, um, you know, a, a lot of these haunters have kind of the same the heart that we do, and they're kind of coming from the same place that we are. So we absolutely uh, support them and what they're doing. And, you know, there's a, you know, while there's, you know, kind of serious paranormal activity that happens, and we get a lot into, uh, you know, the historic research of these places and discovering more about, um, you know, who lived there, the lives that they led. And you know what, Adam and Tina have done that with this particular house as well. They've done a ton of research on the actual house and the history of it. Um, but, you know, there's a fun side to it as well. So, you know, when it comes down to like the uh, the spooky movies and the horror movies and things like that, that all kind of plays into, you know, the same type of genre. And so uh, commercial haunted houses also, you know, play into that. I mean, when I was a kid, uh, in high school, we would we'd go haunted house hopping. Yeah, I was living in the uh, uh, I was living in Worcester, Ohio at the time. We'd go through like the Akron Canton area. Um, trying to remember some of the names of the places. I mean, there was the haunted forest that we went up to that was closer up to Cleveland. But um, was was it the Blood Barn? Was it was that it was called? You know, a lot of different places uh, around there that we would go to in high school that we would spend our Octobers every weekend. And so you know, this is you know the whole. October uh, season, the the Halloween season, the fall, you know, it's a very kind of spooky uh, type of time. And what's really sad is because of a, a number of these, I guess, crackdowns that have been going on, an industry that had, at least in this state in Illinois, that had over 3,000 haunts as of, I think it was 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, there's just over 300 now. So what's the issue? Why are there, you know, so many uh, haunts going out of business when, 
really it's a uh, it's it's an accelerating industry you know as far as interest you know the genre has really taken off you you look over the past 10 years and you know you've had a number of different uh like horror movie franchises when it comes to the movies that have really taken off like you know the conjuring series and, and what have you and you know people want that spook they want that scare they want to go and actually experience these things and that's what they do at 217 Terror Haunted House. But yet, the actual haunting industry has been waning. And so, what I really appreciate about 217 Terror Haunted House, like I said, they, they've done the historic research. They know the origins of that house, everything behind it. You know, they've done a lot for their uh, local community, which is fantastic. Uh, they're also going to be, uh, I was talking with Tina uh, here the other night, she's interested in starting a Haunter podcast, which is absolutely fantastic i highly encourage her to do it. i don't want to steal any of that thunder here but i have you know some opinions of my own that i want to get out there uh, uh to you guys um because it, it seems like there's this i don't know this personal vendetta against the uh the haunters that they the state doesn't seem to want this industry around they've made it extremely difficult for them to you know run their haunt and they've been able to you know, keep going, but it seems like every every turn that they make, um, there's some sort of regulation that's thrown out at them, you know, between these crazy different heights that things have to be. Um, the the thing that's really gotten to 217 Terror is, um, or are, the, the fire regulations. Now, keep in mind that this used to be a house. You know, it's over 100 years old. It used to be a home that somebody used to live in. So there's two stories to it. Um, so they wanted them to put in a, uh, a commercial sprinkler system, which they, they can't really do. Um, they're not allowed to put in a residential one, even though it was a residence. Um, so they have to put in a commercial one, but the local, uh, water tower, which is in a rural area, uh, won't support a commercial system. So they can't do that. Um, you know, they're, they're building outside, they've expanded outside, so that's where their haunt is actually at, it was at last year, and they're doing it this year outside, um, you know, they're, they're building a uh, one-third open-air building to put part, part of the haunt in, and so there's all kinds of red tape that they're coming, uh, that they're running into along with that, like I said, this, things have to be certain heights and, and things like that, but you know, they're not the only ones. Like I said, there were over 3,000 before. Now there's just over 300. And, and basically what happens is, you know, the uh, the state comes in and says, well, you've got this little thing wrong over here, this th little thing wrong over there. You can't do it. Um, even when it comes to, you know, check this out. Uh, they can't have a haunt that's um, two stories high. Well, you know, again, they're in a residence. So, you know, the question was asked, well, what if we uh, just have the haunt downstairs on the first floor and then like the dressing rooms and all that stuff um the admin office and all and all that can be upstairs well no they're not allowed to do that because the flames could reach the second floor what so even though everybody's going to be downstairs running the haunt that's where like the public is going to be you can't have a second story now wait a minute i mean i've been to like historic um you know houses that were turned into restaurants and they have more than one floor they didn't have to chop the, the top of the building off you know so you have you know 
150 people downstairs or whatever it is, you know, and there's a couple, maybe might be a couple people upstairs. Maybe there's, you know, the admin office is up there, there's storage that's up there. So there might be people up there. Um, they might have the bathrooms up there. Um, they might even have a small dining room up there. You know, it's more than two stories, you know, but you have all these people in there. That doesn't make sense to me. Also, um, a lot of your government municipal buildings, Mr. Lawman, that are more than two stories and you're going to have people all up and down that building. Uh, so I don't understand this law about number of floors. It makes zero sense to me and it's an obvious play at we don't want your kind of business in the state and we're going to do anything and everything we can to push you out. Which makes no sense to me because it actually is a boon to the economy during that time of the year you know when september and october rolls around and 217 terrorists starting their haunted house october 4th so be sure to go to root house illinois and check it out um you know that that time of year is an absolute boon i mean it, it drives the economy during that year i mean you go to the stores you know what do you see on the aisles you see all the halloween stuff right so you know it's it's a holiday so <laughs> holidays you know, help propel the economy and the haunting industry is absolutely one of those that help to to push that. And so it's a it's a travesty to see these people pushed out. I mean, it you might have an ideological difference because for whatever reason you don't you know, you don't like scary stuff or I don't know, you might have some religious thing against it, which I'd just like to inform you with All Saints Day being November 1st, and they're trying to proselytize. They mixed the local pagan uh, rituals of their, basically they were trying to scare the uh, the evil spirits with their uh, celebrations. They meshed the two uh, celebrations together to come up with Halloween. So this actually does have its roots in Christianity. If you're going to try to go down the religious route, just saying. So it's what it really seems to be is they have some sort of ideological difference against the, the haunters. And if you go to some of these places and you take a look at what they have, I have actually a hard time being scared, um, at, a number of these haunted attractions because I'm I'm just taken in by all the the detail and the artistry that goes into these haunts. It's actually something that I've wanted to do in the past. Um, years ago when I was a kid and we were doing that haunted house hopping and everything, I was in a business management class and we had to, you know, come up with our own business, our own company. And my thing was called Entertainment City. And so it had a lot of stuff like um, amusement park, theme park type of stuff. One of those was a year long haunted house. And seeing what they do now, I don't know how this would ever be able to pulled off, be able to be pulled off. But in order to keep it fresh, I wanted the, um, the the maze and the haunt to be changed up on a weekly basis. And so I had all these designs and schemes and all this stuff in order to to do that and pull it off. Um, but seeing what they do and all the work that goes into these things, and it is a ton of work. Um, I don't know how that'd be able to be pulled off, but you know it is there is an artistry to it and you might not like that type of artistry because it's 
creepy and it scares you or whatever but there is an artistry to it and these people do a fantastic fantastic job to it and there is a demand to go and experience that type of artistry and to get spooked a little bit you know so you might not agree with it but it is a genre that is out there there is a demand for it and it is the time of year for it. it is our holiday and Halloween is October 31st, not the weekend before. Sorry, just just saying it's, it's October 31st. You, your neighborhood, you could, this is way, this is off topic, but your neighborhood might you know do their trick or treating the weekend before Halloween. That's fine. I've been in neighborhoods that are like that. I have no problem with that. Halloween itself, October 31st, done. Okay. So yeah, I mean support support your local haunts. You know, because they are under fire and they're having a hard time staying in business because of state politicians, especially in this state, in Illinois. And your state may be different. They may be a lot more open to it, but there are a lot of states out there um, whose haunters are having a lot of legal issues trying to stay open. You know, and I totally understand fire regulations and trying to stay safe and what have you. You know, we've we've seen tragedies before, like that that show in Warwick, Rhode Island with Great White, um, where a lot of people died, and that was a bar. You know, a one story bar. Um, you know, we've seen tragedies like that. So I I totally understand trying to stay safe when it comes to fire, but let's not over regulate it to the point that it just completely prohibits business. I mean, there, there's a point of being safe and there's a point of just, you know, being stupid. You know, you could be over safe, you can be overprotective. And, um, you know, when you do that, you end up um, hurting local businesses and then people can't stay to stay afloat. And then you're, you're destroying your, uh, your local business industry. And this one just happens to be the haunter industry. So, um, yeah, there, there's a point where you go too far with it. So get out there, support your local haunts this coming uh, Halloween season, you know, partake in those, support them, put the word out, you know, just, you know, when you go there and you're like, hey, this was cool, we enjoyed this haunt, share them out there on your social media, on your Facebook and your Twitter and all that so other people can see that, hey, this was a cool place to go, let's go check it out. So, all right, there we go. Support your local haunts. I'm Mike Ricksecker. Please go ahead and follow us on the Mike Ricksecker Audio Journey on whichever podcast platform you're currently listening to us on. And again, please go ahead and subscribe to us at the Hunter Road Media channel, youtube.com slash Hunter Road Media. I'm Mike Ricksecker. Till next time. 